Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham, and with me today, just guess who is Jojo. Hello, Jojo. How do you do? Oh, we is doing fine. We is doing fine. Um, as I was saying in the recording that we are going to have to discard. <laughs> you may not feel you may not feel the same vibe as you feel usually because today is actually a middle of the weekday because even though we normally record on Saturdays. I'm not going to be around during this weekend and I don't like to remote recording, meaning that I don't like to record outside my studio, although that is possible, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of old fashioned like that. Tradition. <laughs> Tradition. <laughs> and so Jojo has agreed to meet, meet up with me today and we will do this special episode for you. Jojo, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the movie Skater Girl on Netflix. We are talking about Skater Girl. And okay, so I have to confess something. There was a chance that I would have never watched this movie. Even <laughs> if I saw the trailer, I probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have watched it. And you know, like, I, I don't have a problem with, with foreign language movies. I actually encourage watching foreign language movies. So that, wasn't, that wouldn't have been the case. I just... It's it's not very easy that I go to straight to watching an Indian or, or, or Hindi language movie because of whatever it is that we think of Bollywood and I can't take Bollywood seriously or whatever and I can <laughs> and I always relate whatever is in Hindi to Bollywood. Although this movie is mixed English and, and Hindi but that would have been perhaps a reason that would prevent have prevented me from from watching it. So in that respect, I am eternally grateful, Jojo, that you suggested this movie because I freaking loved it. <laughs> and it is a beautiful little movie, and I'm glad that we get to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's interesting the the mix of Hindi and English because I think if I hadn't watched it with captions, I, I would have thought I was losing my mind because of how seamlessly the the English is incorporated in with Hindi, which I was not aware of or familiar with before. So I, I would have been like, wait, do I suddenly understand Hindi? <laughs> which is terrible. But so so yeah, I watched it with captions and, and was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and, and, and you, you're right. Like there are, it seems to me that there are certain words in English that either Indian people don't bother to tra- to to translate or transfer into their the, into Hindi, and so they can be speaking, and all of a sudden, like something, 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 a uh, credit card. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yep, I heard credit card. That was very clear. I heard that. <laughs> you know, and that happens in this movie. And it makes you feel like. Did I just understood Hindi? Yeah. 
or did he just say that for real? You know, <laughs> so you're right. <laughs> so I think we're going to open the floor to you, Jojo, to tell folks what this movie, Skater Girl, is about, and then we shall then discuss, shall we? So Skater Girl is about a small village in India and the hopes and dreams of a young teenage girl in the small village and how a sort of chance encounter with a toy invention that was her brother's and a tourist brought her into the world of skateboarding and how it changed her life and her outlook on life. And so it's kind of a coming of age film. It's a sports film. It's a, it's a, it's kind of a little bit of everything all mixed in together. And it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful mix of, of, of humanity and uh, just a very enjoyable story. It is a very enjoyable story. And one of the, For me, one of the most captivating part of this movie is that coming from a country that is known to be, you know, a poor country, I see those children enjoying their childhood and they are completely unaware of of the poverty. <laughs> and they've just been kids. And, and you can be reminded of, of those where, like, you know, as a kid, you think, That's how everybody lives. Right, right. <laughs> you know. If everybody's in the same situation, you don't think of it being any other way. <laughs> exactly. And in the, the little toy that you talk about, well, the, he refers to that as a bearing, a yes. bearing car. You know, but I, I don't know if you saw an entire lineup of invented, invented yes. toys. And some of those are exactly the kind of things that we used to invent in Haiti. And, and it, it brought me a lot of memories. It made me smile because, you know, like my country of origin, we play soccer. And so if you, if you couldn't afford a, you should see the inventions of Haitian kids to make a soccer ball. Or, you know, I, like I kept my first encounter with a condom, I was like, five years old, and I had no idea. To me, that was an invention to for us to just make soccer balls. <laughs> and so I had no idea that a condom served yeah, any like other purpose. So what we would do is that we would take a condom, inflate it, and then we would take, there was a, a, a ball of string that we would wrap the condom into it to cover it completely with okay. that string. Okay. Right? And then so so now it would it would have a bit of a harder yeah. surface. Like we would continue covering it until all you could feel was the bounce that you couldn't the, there's no no part of the condom was exposed. And then we would take a a pantyhose and take the legging yes. part and just wrap it over and over and over around the ball. And now we could play at least a half a dozen games with that ball without it ever breaking. That's awesome. And, 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 I'm, and I'm telling you, like until I was at least 12 years old, I did not know that there was any other use for a condom but that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? 
And, and so and so if you could if you notice the little toys of the kids, like the little cars, they would use like, you know, plastic water bottles yes. and stuff. It, it was an amazing thing. It was the genius yes. of those kids. And it, that's what you will find in yes. poor country. Yes. And so that to me was a beautiful thing because it reminded me of my half of my childhood in Haiti, because the rest of it was across the pond or across the other on the other side of the island in, in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. So let me ask you, Giorgio, what made you choose this film? Um, I really liked the idea of the premise in reading about it and in watching the trailer. And I think there's a like a sneak preview or something like that. I was drawn to the actress who plays our, our young heroine. Uh, she, there was something about her, about her mannerisms, about the way she acted, about the way she spoke that I found very endearing. And I was like, I want to see this movie. Um, I want to give it a chance, at least. And even though I'm not a skateboarder <laughs> by any means, never been on a board, I could appreciate the the idea of... Um, of wheels giving you freedom and that sense of freedom and the the joy of, of flying, if you will, with a skateboard. Again, I have an experience with a skateboard, but as a kid, I had a bicycle. And, you know, that was the closest thing that I ever came to with flying as a kid was, was on a bike. So watching this and, and seeing the pure joy on her face when she is first successful with her exploits on the skateboard um i was like this this is a movie that that i want to watch and and i'm i'm glad that we did i'm glad we decided to talk about it yeah i absolutely i'm, I'm like i was the, the entire time that i was watching the movie i was like man i'm so grateful that jojo discovered this movie and took a chance on, on us watching it because i can't believe how much you know it was a bit of a throwback for me because in in both in a in a way that made me happy and also in a way that reminded me a little bit of pain because you know you see for instance the the question of caste that we've talked about yes. in India which in in reality is more a question of class because caste is sort of an unspoken rule that i suppose the elders regard but like the the younger generation don't so much see it as caste, but rather as I'm better than you because I have most of the new, and uh, and so we see that, and also we see, like I said, the question of class in, in Haiti. Of course, there wasn't a question of caste, but there was a question of haves and have-nots, and um, I was on a different end of, of that situation, at least as a child. And I hated, I hated the no, I hated the notion of my parents telling me that you shouldn't play with this kid because of this and that, <laughs> you know, because as a kid, I couldn't see the freaking difference. Yeah. Simple as that. I just couldn't see it. So, so, so for me, it was like, something is wrong with my yeah. parents, <laughs> you know, like, this kid wants to be my friend. I want to be their friends. I don't have a problem with sharing toys with them. I don't have a problem with playing with them. Do they look a bit dirt, dirtier than than uh, I am? But at the end of the day, we all roll in the, in the grass. We all roll in the sand equally, you know, except that 
I'll probably go home and get a whooping because I was rolling in the <laughs> <laughs> on the ground and I, I shouldn't have, you know. I don't know. If it's, it, the fact is, these are the kind of things that, like, although I smiled the majority of the time, but there were some memories that that I could relate to because at the time I could see the pain in either side of the kids, the kid that was of a higher caste that, you know, everybody's having fun, but you can't because they, they, they're not from your caste. And it was this, these kind of things. But I, I also felt for the character of Prerna, our young heroine, as you called her, because this movie is largely in the director and writer of this movie is someone who has made it a point to make these kind of films for India and in India. Her name is Manjari Makijani. And Manjari Makijani is from an, a, a, a family of, you know, Bollywood royalty, if you will, because she has cousins, brothers and sisters, all of whom, uncles, all of whom have a background in acting and are famous in, in India. But she herself decided, I'm going to direct. I want to be a director. But in her movies, she has a history of presenting you the plight of the woman who has no choice, who has very little yeah. choices. And that is a reality, not only in India, but in pretty much all over the world. Even in, in like we, we live under the, this illusion that this is a country of choices, where we live in the United States, right? Like, yo, it's my choice. But we wake up every day and we hear different states passing laws to limit a woman's right to choose, to limit LGBTQ rights. Like, this issue of choices are a reality all over the world. But whatever anybody thinks they're going through in terms of those choices, for women around the world, it is a thousand times worse. And that's one of the messages in this movie. That's the larger message in, in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that, you know, we do have in the United States the the illusion and the reality of, of freedom. Uh, we have the reality of more freedom in some cases, but we also have the illusion of it because it depends on your, your class, your socioeconomic standing. It depends on the color of your skin. It depends on what state you live in. It depends on what kind of health insurance your parents have. It depends on what kind of religion your parents are. So, I mean, when it comes down to being a woman in the United States, you may not have exactly the same problems that a young girl in India is going to have, but there is still the issues of having things forced upon you that you don't want or having things withheld from you that you do want just because you're happen to be a woman. Exactly. Exactly. And one of the things that broke my heart in this film was the fact that the overall problem with Prerna, Prerna's pursuit of skateboarding 
was the fact that this is a type of thing that boys do. So if you do that, then you are boyish and therefore you basically damage goods in terms of your prospect of getting married. And and the thing I found (laughs) sort of irritating about that was that the the way that skateboarding is presented in the movie is that this village has never seen skateboarding before, but they automatically assume it's a boy's sport. I mean, why why couldn't yeah. it automatically be a girl sport? I mean, if it, if it's something that you've never seen before, has never been done before, why couldn't it be something that women do? But no, but if you oh, understand yes, the yes, culture, yes. you will see that it because because it is yes. risky. It is something where you could potentially get hurt. You know, it's all under that that feeling that women need to be protected even from themselves. You know. So you're doing these, it might look fun to you, but you need to be protected from that because you might get hurt. If you notice that the father went fucking crazy because she yes. got hurt. Yes. You know. But like but it wasn't it wasn't out of her own interest, but rather what am I going to do with you if you right. get hurt? Right. You know, who, who's going to marry <laughs> you know? her if she breaks a bone or something like that, I think is, is what exactly. he said. It, that's exactly yeah. the thing. Like, who is going to do? And, and, and there's a lot to pick from there. But, you know, the thing I would like for our listeners to understand is that it's easy to look at this and say, well, that shit happens in India and see it as an India thing. But the issue of women's choices is is a reality everywhere. It might just not necessarily translate into those situations. But like you, you, you know, in it, it is it, that's that's the thing that you have to, to. That's the thing you should take out of of this movie is that. We have, I, f- I feel, at least for me, is a question of, I don't have a right to tell a woman what the fuck she should do. She could, she, she get like, you know, the, the, like a woman is a human being. And so right next to me is another human being. She just happens to have different reproductive organs than, my, than me. And so... Why the fuck should I see her any differently than than myself? And in this is this is what enraged me about about this the entire time. This is yeah, it. yeah. I I I think that we have very similar perspective or a similar worldview with that because I was never raised to think of boys as any different than girls or girls as any different than boys. You know, I wasn't told don't play with that. That's a boy's toy or, you know, only little boys do that or only little girls do this. I was very fortunate to have never had that growing up. So I've always just thought of people as people. I, I've never thought of women as as this group of others or men as this group of others. You know, there's assholes on both sides. There's good people on both sides. I figure we're all human beings. We're all having a human experience. And I don't really think that 
just because you're a man or just because you're a woman doesn't mean that you can't be empathetic towards someone of the other sex or understand a part of their story of what, or what they're going through. That being said, of course, I do think that, that there are perspectives in life that only women can understand, you know, that, that are coming right. to, to light that I think social media is helping with that a lot in helping men who are willing to listen, understand what it's like to be a woman in that, you know, you always have your car keys in your hand when you're, when you're on your way out of a store and you're always, you know, Oh, I'm not going to be on my phone in this area just because you have to, because you're a woman. Whereas a guy would be like, I've never thought of that in my entire existence. So I, I do think that there are obviously differences in the way that we have to be, unfortunately, but I think when it comes down to it, if you if you boil us all down to the essence of humanity, I don't think there is another a otherness to women or a otherness to men. I think we're just human beings. Yeah, and and this is this is like when I, you know, when my son was throughout my son's childhood, I coached uh, soccer. I coached youth soccer, and. One of my joys was the fact that all the girls that played in my team were the best tacklers. And I I had young dudes from other teams that knew to stay away from from you know from from some <laughs> of my girls. You know what I mean? And and I did it, I did it because some of them, the first, the very first day of training, they would show up completely overwhelmed to the notion that I might be the only girl in this entire team. You know what I mean? And the first thing I would do is like, yep, you're a player. You play soccer. Girl, no girl, boy, no, no, no. There's no such thing. You play soccer. So you're going to play you're going to play like everyone else plays. And if somebody's coming at you, if somebody's trying to take this ball away from you, you have to defend this ball. And one of the techniques of mine was like, would you let a boy take your sandwich at the cafeteria in school? No, right? No. There's no way that could happen. Right? So what would you do? Okay, pretend that this ball is your sandwich. Pretend that this ball, you know, in, in, <laughs> you know, and then my girls would, would become one of them. Like, she, she, you know what I mean? And, and the parents were happy about that because they saw this transformation in, in like, they would make some tackles, dude, like towards the end of the season that people would be like, yo, this little girl, she's, she's something, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's why immediately the movie started, I became Prerna's champion, you know. But that little brother, though. <laughs> yes. Okay? Yes. Ankush is, 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 he is the best little brother I've ever seen yes. in my life. I love yes. this kid, man. He loved, he's a great little actor, though. He really, he really is. He's a brilliant little actor. And I, I you know, when the, the whole no school thing, I was like, he, he needs an Oscar just for that scene. <laughs> That's all he got from there, dude. That's all he got from there. I was laughing. I paused it to laugh. Like, because if it were me, 
That would have been my choice too. I'm going to choose to. You may write whatever you want, but this is the first thing I. That's what, that's what I believe I saw. <laughs> but um, his, his chemistry with the actress who plays his big sister yes. and his, his tenderness, his, his ability to be a little brother who, who has solidarity with, with his sister, this moment that happened at the, at the skate park where Prerna gets hurt, I mean, he acted the hell of the, out of that moment. And I was like, oh, my God, that is a little brother for real, you know. So this, this is a movie. I can't tell you how happy I am that Netflix is doing this. Yeah. We've talked about this again and again. But I, I think that Netflix is doing it more than anybody else. Yeah. You know, this is a movie that without being picked up by Netflix, it would have been seen only perhaps in South Asia, right? Yeah. And if it ever made it to the United States of Canada, it would be through some kind of film festival. Yes, some sort that, of art house yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. That only, only critics would know about. Yeah. But we get exposed to this movie and we get exposed to, to by the way, this movie is beautifully shot. It really is. It really, really is. It really is. It. I thought that it really. It didn't. It neither romanticized or I felt over. Over pushed the idea of poverty. If that makes sense. Yes. It just seemed to be very, very real to me and very, very um, organic in the sense of of the way the poor people lived in the village. Like it, it was just, this is how it is. Like I, it, I didn't feel like, Oh, you know, Oh, it looks so nice to be poor or yeah. Oh God, yeah. there's, there's filth everywhere. You know, it was, yeah. it was, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And, and you have to, and this is, I'm glad you bring this up because this is one of my criticism about the way we view things in American culture is that we feel like, to show our triumph, we have to glorify the where we come from in a way that makes it seem desirable for those who have never experienced it. And, you know, like if you look at, for instance, this movie, uh, Hillbilly Elegy, uh, to a certain extent is telling you, you know, I made it to Harvard because, to, was it, what was it, uh, to Yale because I was poor, but I had, my, my my grandparents instilled in me character and shit. Yes. Like this kind of character you can only get because you grew up in poor Appalachia and shit. That's yeah. not true. <laughs> that is not, that's glorification of poverty. It's the same thing that people say with, with, with corporal punishment. Yes. Like, well, I got whooped, but I turned out fine. No, motherfucker, you need therapy. Like you need, like you, the only one who don't know that you need therapy, <laughs> you know. I mean, the, and and that's what this movie does. It that is that it showed you a reality, but it moves on because yes. that reality exists because that's how the world works. Yes, it's not telling you that being here is what's gonna make you better tomorrow. It's not telling you any of that. It's just presenting you this is reality, and that's it. You know, yep. so I'm glad that you mentioned this because it's not corny like that. 
You know what I mean? And that's what I find is that some of the stories, the way we tell stories, the stories of rag to riches that we, we tell in in American culture, especially writing and movie making, is a little bit cliche because yes. we we can we tend to as I've said before, glorify those moments like, yo, did you see where this guy came from? Yeah? If he does it, you can do it too. That's not necessarily true, motherfucker, no. That's yeah. not true. Yeah. And I, I think, too, that in this movie, the the rags to riches, if you will, aren't really <laughs> rags to riches in the material sense. It's in the sense of the human spirit and the sense of her freedom and her mind opening and her 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 life opening up to her and the fact that she felt like she could fly when she was skateboarding you know at at the yes. end of the movie she's not some powerful ceo of the head of a skateboarding right. Right. Competi- right. competition or whatever like that you know that's that's not how the movie ends folks yeah. but but instead the you know she starts from a very small place in feeling that she's a very small person and really not worth very much probably to uh, I'm going to stand up for me and what I want and I'm going to do this one last time and I think that that was just a beautiful message it is that discovery of sense of worth as you said Jojo right that's exactly because this actress, her name is Rachel Sanchita Gupta. She has certain expression. Of course, you know, part of of Indian culture also is is the those those the body language in the Indian culture tells a lot more than you know if you observe. But this actress, nonetheless, as an actress, what she does is is a beautiful thing because if you just look at her reaction to the very first time she's offered to step on the skateboard and the way she reacted, the way she looked back at Jessica is like, when you look at me, who do you see? Do you really see me as someone who would do this? Like, can you not see that I'm nothing? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, 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 are you wrong? Like, like, is something wrong with you? Can you not see that you shouldn't even bother to offer me this opportunity? Because this is a little girl who truly, truly believes that there's, there's nothing else for her to do but to grow up and get married to some dude and be someone's wife. Like, these kind of things are not for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then and then, just by daring to do it once, once she realizes, oh, my God, this is something else, you know? <laughs> <sighs> I love it. I love it. Let's talk about the cast a little bit, unless you've got something to add. No. 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 That's... So the cast is largely unknown, but I think that's not going to be for too long. I agree. Everybody here is absolutely great. And some of these people are very, very, very famous in India. In the role of Jessica, you have Amy Maguera, 
She is actually an English-born actress. She was born in Middleton, Kings. Her mother is Indian and her father is uh, English and Scottish. But she actually was discovered as an actress by a big talent agency in India. She's done most of her work in India. I think the most beautiful thing, though, is the fact that she is so fluent in Hindi. Yes. In, and I was reading today a little bit about, you know, people or people's opinion of the movie. And some of the Indian people that wrote reviews about the movie on Google, they were like, it was like watching a foreigner speak perfect Hindi. <laughs> and that was mind-blowing. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I know that feeling, you know, because <laughs> I went into a pizzeria in Queens, New York one day and uh, the two Sicilian dudes talking and I just jumped in the conversation, tell them, hey, I'm sorry to interrupt your conversation, but I need to get my pizza. <laughs> it's an order for Christine. And the two of them looked at me literally like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck are you, FBI or something? You know, like, and then I realized how dangerous it was for me to walk into any Italian restaurant as a black dude and speak Italian. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, there's, there's, there can only be one conclusion. This motherfucker's a spy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, what do you think of Amy Maguera? I, I thought she was really lovely in this she uh but i thought i thought she was really really lovely and i without speaking the language of course the the it just seemed to come so fluidly to her so easily the the language changes um it seemed to me that she must be pretty much a, a native speaker yeah like i i took a moment to imagine you know, the 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 dad being like an english dude with a wife and and a daughter that largely between them uh, among themselves communicate in Hindi, <laughs> you know. <laughs> because like I've I've seen like you know my friend Stefan, he is from Germany, and he married is married to Lilia who is from Brazil, but you know Stefan learned Portuguese, and so their son Enrique, he speaks both Portuguese and and German, so you know. I, I can imagine Amy Maguire's dad, you know, like, how do I learn this thing, Because <laughs> I'd like to know what y'all talking about. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. But yes. Let's talk about Rachel Sanchita Gupta. I, I want to see more of this kid, so much more. And I'm just assuming that she's a kid, but she could be... Easily in her mid twenties or whatever. It's it's true. I I, I yeah. <laughs> she yeah. could be anywhere from from thirteen to to thirty three. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh she's she's very very ageless. But but she's yeah. I I I see. I only see two things that she's been in so far. So I'm gonna assume she's she's pretty young, starting out her career. But yeah, she she's very very talented. Yeah, but. This role that she plays here is is an unbelievable, whatever is the equivalent of the Oscars in 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 India. This kid must be nominated for. 
You yes. Know. Yes. And if I had to nominate the best supporting actor, it would be Ankush. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, this kid is is also fabulous. His name is Shafin Patel, and uh, he's been only in two things, like in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. So I can only imagine he's anywhere between ten and twelve, but he's an absolute little talent. I can tell you yes. that. Yes. This dude, Jonathan Redwin, where have you seen this guy before? I was trying to figure out when I that out when I was watching the the movie. I'm like, I know him from something, but I don't know what the something was or is, and I I actually never looked it up, so I I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I looked him up, but I couldn't find a lot that he's been on. But I liked his character because the way his character was written is that he he's he was no white savior of any kind, but rather Correct. someone who let a- everyone else lead and he was just there to help. This is what it means to have an ally. And he yes. was the perfect ally. Yes. Here's how I can help. Please let me help. Yes. And, and by the way, I'm grateful to have helped as opposed to, hey, look at me, I come and save you all. And that's another corniness of American stories that that yeah. we need to do away with, you know. Agreed, agreed. And I was I was a little concerned with the movie, and until I, you know, saw the 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 pedigree or the background or whatever if you will, that there was going to be a little bit of white saviorism in it just from the trailer. I was like, uh, but uh, that's not the case at all. when you actually watch the movie. And you know what? Now that you you talk about it, I actually loved how human the backstory of Jessica was. Yes. Because to her, it was also a journey of self-discovery. Yes, it was. And you can only understand that feeling. And I'm not, in that respect, I'm not saying that it wasn't understandable, understandable to everybody but the feeling of i have to go there just to see where i came from where where the seed that planted me came from is a powerful one about 3 or 4 years ago i got, I, I did my first uh, ancestry dna test and i think i've told you this story before because as haitian i always assumed I am of West African descent of some kind, but, you know, the general knowledge is that most Haitians were from a part of West Africa that was called Taome. And that was the story. But I was curious to know where the hell my family came from. And when I did it, I realized I was like 40% Nigerian. (laughs) <laughs> so now at least I can relate to a particular place in Africa. Yeah. And it felt so good because it was right at the time of the World Cup. And I knew, okay, at least I'm going to be rooting for Nigeria uh, as an African country. Because, you know, you, for the World Cup, I always pick 
is one African country I'll, I'll root for, one European country, and then one South American, you know, and then the United States, of course. But but at the time, I always picked whatever uh, French-speaking country in Africa, either Senegal or Cote d'Ivoire or, or Cameroon, because eh, West Africa, I must be from one of those. Little did I know that, you know, I'm actually of Nigerian descent. <laughs> so my people have never spoken French until they landed in Haiti. <laughs> you know? So it, I don't have the the specificity of knowing what part exactly my blood comes from in in Nigeria, but at least I know that as a man of African descent, my my the major major part of me is in Nigeria. So that journey that she took is, is a beautiful one. And that sense of giving back to a community that she owes nothing to also is a beautiful one. Yeah. I I thought it was a really a really nice scene between Jessica and Imperna of when she found the spot that she had a picture of her father as a young boy. And and the young girl, she she wanted she sat there, and the you know the young girl comes by, and she's like, oh, come sit with me, and she's like, I can't, I can't I sit can't. there. That's because that's the caste system, and yeah, Jessica's yeah. like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? But yeah. to have them sitting there together, I thought was a really, again, uh, an awakening of 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 self worth and self knowledge yeah. and. The idea of we're we're going to close this gap that was created yes. by the generations before us, and and we're going to to come together as human beings as opposed to as a class. Yes, and I'm glad that even though Jessica went there, there was nobody to be found that was related to her, because yes. that had had that happened, chances are she would have been from some kind of caste that would be incredibly problematic for her to relate to these other folks, even though she's from, diff- diff- absolutely from another country. You know what I mean? But I- I'm glad that she just found a new family that wasn't related by blood, uh, as opposed to family who remained there and now I'm going to try to try to tell you, because you are related to me, you can, you know, mingle with these folks. Yeah. So, so... That was that that was that was powerful, but that moment you say where they sit together there, is incredibly symbolic, but a powerful symbol of, of, we are human and we cry together and we rise together, we die together. Yeah. There is an actress here that I don't know if you took notice of her, but I find her performance to be really, really, really worthy of praises is Swati Das. She played Shanti, the mother of Ankush and Prerna. She had some moments there with her daughter that I'm like, yo, this is the performance right there. Yes. This is the performance right there. Yes. There are some beautiful moments between the two of them with, uh, regarding skating and 
you know, towards the end of the movie, the last day of the movie, there's, yeah. there's, there's, she is a wonderful actress and the interactions between the two of them, the, the chemistry, you could truly believe that she was a, a caring mother of, of this daughter. So. Yeah. She, she, she did, she did this uh, character such justice Yes, that I was like, I need to find out more about this lady because she's, she, she's freaking good. Yeah. And indeed, she was. So there is someone who, the moment you saw her, and, and it was, you could tell that it was a cameo. You could tell that it, she was royalty as, you know, in terms of like a, an old diva. And the little minutes that she was there, she was brilliant. And I'm talking about... The lady who played Maharani, her name is Wahida Rehman. Yes. Uh, dude, I, I researched that lady and she is like, yo. <laughs> she's like royalty, like Hollywood royalty. <laughs> or, uh, yep. Yes, she's yeah. been making movies or, yeah, Bollywood movies since the, the 50s, I think. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's like, if we get this lady to be a few minutes in this movie, we're good. And they got it and you could tell that that she elevated the movie to be honest with you yeah like, she did yeah she, she did she 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 did but like it, it's amazing because you don't have to know those things to actually pick up on it, it it's it's just like, the moment yeah. i saw this lady on screen i'm like this is the veteran actress that they wanted to cameo from this is it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Know. This is like the, I don't know, your, your Judy Dench or your Meryl Streep or, yes. or, or something, some, someone along those lines, uh, you know, to make a correlation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and finally, another dude who sort of like is a bit of a legend, and I don't know why, but for some reason he reminded me a little bit of Irfan Khan, may he rest in peace, was uh, the guy that plays Subod, the father, uh, Vinayak Gupta. He, he's he, a... He's, uh, He's kind of a, a bit of a legend, and he took a role that is, yeah, to for his prestige that is wasn't you know that that big of a deal, and he 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 worked with it. So, you know. yeah, and he um he was very good at being a bastard. So <laughs> it takes a good actor to be a real bastard. So <laughs> yeah, Jojo, I like I say I. I can't wait for more people to discover this movie and give it a chance. And I'm glad this movie was made in Manjari Makijani and Vinati Makijani, both the uh, in terms of the writing, were excellent. And as a director, this girl, Manjari, uh, Manjari Makijani, is going places. I can tell you that. Yeah. I hope soon to see her directing something in Hollywood. Because I, yeah. I think she is probably the, the next uh, Chloe Zhao. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I, yeah, I, I would like to see her view on life, her aspect ratio to be be brought to Hollywood. The, the, this is a story that more people need to be exposed to, more people with who have children need to be exposed to, you know, or, or thinking of having children so that you understand what it's, remember maybe what it's like to be a kid again and, you know, be told you can't do something or you can do something or you, you have to do something. It's, yeah. It's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a really, really good movie. 
Also, the triumphant point of this movie is also the, the fact that the skate park is for real. And yes. it was built in about 30 days. Yes. And it exists in the middle of a small rural town yes. in India. Yes. And, and kids play, play there every day. Yes, and that's do. what they have. Yes. It's 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 it was a love a love song to those kids and I really really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Right then, Jojo, we have arrived to the end of this, right? Yeah. What what else do we have to tell people? Oh, follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. You can find us. Find us also. We have kicking and streaming hub on clubhouse and you can follow me on instagram and on twitter as mr puzzetta that's m-r-p-u-z-z-e-t-t-a m-r-p-u-z-z-e-t-t-a at this point for me and for jojo we're gonna call it a day bye everybody thank you Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you've found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group. <laughs>